Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. I am your co-host, and the guy who is bottom lift has stuck out so far that he can hardly even talk. That was so unexpected. I wish you had warned me that you were about to do that. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Well, I'm the I'm the guy that's been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere today. Uh-huh. So tell me why your bottom lip stuck out, and I, I wouldn't mind it in a normal tone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... My bottom lip is poked out because we're 323 days, 9 hours, 59 minutes, and 8 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. But there is one bright little note, one bright little light in my life right now. Not over, man. And that is that I've got one more trip planned. Michigan. And I probably should get serious about buying some airfare. Yeah, that's true. I'm 
buying some gas, so I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got that to look forward to, and I'm got plenty to look forward to. But to explain my guy who deal, I have just had a heck of a day, man. I went and called up a gobbler this morning to to view, which was very nice. Watched him walk off, and then had meetings for work in Tennessee, Alabama. Mississippi and back to Tennessee and now I'm doing a podcast so I feel like I've just been everywhere <laughs> no doubt so let me ask you this I know that you purchased a sidearm in the off yeah. season are you taking it with you in the woods since you're not taking your shotgun 100% took it with me this morning okay. because I'm not taking any chances yeah yeah well there's lots of reasons to have a gun with you when you're in the woods you never know when you may stumble up on someone's meth lab yeah i just after the dog incident that we've discussed before which brief summary i was scouting and actually no it's fall turkey hunting but i had unloaded my gun and had two dogs try to attack me Mm -hmm. and had to literally beat them off with the barrel of the gun like babe ruth teeing off on a fastball down the middle I did that to two dogs' heads. So, I now carry a judge pistol with me with 410 double-op buck in it. So, (laughs) that's what I had with me this morning. You know, I just think it's... After that incident, I thought, you never know what can happen in the woods. I need to be armed and ready in case something happens. Yeah. So, I did carry it with me. Did not attempt to shoot the turkey with it. And will not do that, no matter how tempting it may get. But... I did call up a fine turkey gobbler this morning on May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. for all you critics out there who say they're gobbled out, and they they were done breeding at the end of February, or season starts too late. Yeah. Well, he was hammering, and I watched him breed a hen, and it's May the 5th, so they're still breeding. The cycle is not over. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that in Alabama, in probably about two or three days the breeding cycle is likely going to pick back up again yeah lots of lost nests maybe i think we had quite a few nests lost due to yesterday's deluge and what i don't know for a fact but think that is going to end up being some localized flooding along the rivers and so i have a feeling we're about to see some re-nesting attempts which will mean some poults running around a little bit later on in the year, which might not be too bad of a thing. But we had a frog strangler of a rain yesterday. Yeah, we did too. And Monday we had a pretty big rain. So it uh, was just like, of course, because our swamp turkeys around here are doing very poorly in Tennessee. The, The hill turkeys and mountain turkeys on the east side are doing pretty good. Not great. They're doing a lot better than the swamp turkeys and... This two-day rain that we just had, I mean, it's it's flooded to high heaven, so no yeah. bueno there. Hopefully they nested high and nested dry, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, stay positive. Hopefully a bunch of poults will be born still. Yeah. Poorly yeah, timed rain, but turkeys have survived rain for many a year, so it's not over. They have. They have. There's no doubt. And, you know, I guess if there's one positive, that is that it's early in May. Yeah. And still you know, time. Yeah. Maybe there's still quite a few nests that are on a little bit higher ground and the hens were able to sit on those nests all day. Yeah. But, you know, I do know that wet turkeys on the ground 24 hours a day, not, not a good, good thing. Yeah. 
not a very good thing. easily smelt by yes. the bread. Yes. So all we can do because we have no control over it is just hope and pray for the best. Mm-hmm. That's fact. So Yeah. Hopefully hopefully they will be born. But I know of at least one hen that at least got the goods to produce eggs. So <laughs> Yeah. It was pretty neat. He hopped on her most I've only seen breeding occur. I think this was the second or third time. And every other time I've seen it, which this was unique because it was on a railroad and he was breeding her in the middle of the railroad. I hear like, the train are coming. Yeah. I mean, if a train had come, bend. he wouldn't have got off either. Like they would have both just been killed. <laughs> so I'm glad one didn't come by because I'm pretty sure he was, he would have ridden till he died. But <laughs> and you're not talking about the train either. No, no, the turkey. Yeah. He was really having a, a ball. But most breeding cycles I've seen, like the gobbler get hops on top of the hen, and it's very quick. This time, like he was on top of standing on her for literally minutes. It was crazy. Like he would take breaks almost. Like he'd just sit there and hang out for a little bit, and then you know go back. But anyway. He got off of her. She got up, shook off, and she just took out running to the left, down the tracks. And I was like, oh, I guess she's getting out of here, you know. And then he starts gobbling again. Well, here she comes back. She just runs past him and runs all the way to the right. And he, like, he was strutting, and she comes running by, and he, like, struts straight at her the whole way by, and then she's just gone again. And so it was really cool. Then he started really ripping it, hammering, and I called him up to five, ten yards closer. I mean, he was within 30 yards for an hour. And then he was leaving. I Jake yelped, and he came back up there all mad. It was just a glorious morning for me. Yeah, that's cool. It really was. It was. It was really neat. Well, good deal. Well, you already know, but the listeners probably don't. That, of course, I'm back home now. You do know that because I just mentioned it. But we had a heck of a good trip to the northeast and yeah i got to be on the front end of it but y'all were not done when i left oh no yeah it had just begun yeah yes indeed and so on this trip for me personally i was trying to mark off five new states from the list and i went into the season obviously hoping and praying and i'd get five states marked off but thinking hey if i could get four marked off of my list then i've got to consider the trip to be a success heck yeah i mean four states in one trip is a great success yeah especially states that have eastern wild turkeys oh yeah yeah no doubt pretty big difference in my opinion yeah so as you know because you were there i doubled with chip in maryland yes sir left Maryland, went to Delaware, killed a nice bird in Delaware. I did. Chip also killed a nice bird in Delaware. John did not. And, you know, the crappy part about that, about John not killing in Delaware, is Chip and I both killed on land that John got us permission to hunt. (laughs) And John didn't Thanks, John. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those things that I, I had the opportunity to kill my turkey i was by myself so you know you got to take advantage of that and chip and john were together on the hunt that chip killed his turkey on and then they ended up separating during the hunt 
and Chip ended up killing. So, and again, one of those opportunities where you get it while you can. You don't, you don't sit there and say, well, well, John's down this way and maybe the bird will go to him. You just, you know, you just, you kill when you can kill. So that was Delaware. We left Delaware. We went to Massachusetts and we all three killed in Massachusetts. Left there, went to Connecticut and I was the only one who killed in Connecticut. Unbelievable story and hunt. I mean, just absolutely crazy. I'm not going to go into it yet because I've got the audio for that hunt. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all these stories because, I mean, all I got was pictures, you know, congrats and stuff, but y'all are in kill mode, so it's impossible for, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, even though you're hunting half days, you may as well be hunting the whole day because you're still, if you're not in the woods with a gun, you're in the woods scouting. And so exactly. I mean, I I knew... I know exactly how that goes. There's no, and with you especially, if you're not hunting or scouting, you're doing work. It's so work. Yep. You're not. You're not chilling, sitting there hoping to text somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A long story. <laughs> and if it's not work, it's podcast. So yeah, my days are filled on these trips. There's no doubt about it. So we all took out from Connecticut, but we didn't all go the same direction. John decided instead of going to Rhode Island that he would go to Vermont because the guide that we had our trip lined up with who lined up the Connecticut property for us to hunt owns property in Vermont and guides in Vermont. He was not guiding us in Connecticut. He just lined up the property for us, for the farm, for us to go and hunt. And so it was unguided, but we were hunting on private ground. We left Connecticut. John went to Vermont to go hunt with a guide. Whacked a turkey there one morning. The next morning, whacked one in New Hampshire. Chip and I left Connecticut and went to Rhode Island. And we hunted Rhode Island two mornings. And we doubled on the last morning. Another unbelievable hunt that... Wow. If you had had a video camera and had been running a video camera on this hunt and saw what Chip and I witnessed, I think you would be saying the same thing that we said after it happened. And that is, there's no way this is happening right now. Really? I mean, it was, I've I've never seen anything like it. And I've been turkey hunting for, you know, seriously turkey hunting for 25 years, 26 years, something like that. It was, it was just crazy. It was crazy. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, but I cannot wait to hear about all that. That was five states, five birds. That brings my total to 40. Dead I've got nine left, but even when, if I get my nine and Chip and John have not gotten their 49, which is highly likely, I, I can't celebrate yet. Yeah, you got two more folks to get it done with. We're, we're not done until we're all done yeah and i told him on this trip i said look you know not that we're terribly old because we're not but none of us are given tomorrow you know and we can't take it for granted i said look you're not gonna get any uh younger i can promise you definitely not getting younger but i said if for some reason somebody else has 
different plans for me. The two of you are to finish my slam for me. <laughs> you know, as of now, nine states. But, you know, if something happens to me two years from now and I lack two states or three states, you finish it. And if you don't, I will come back and haunt you until yeah, you're dead. Yeah, they could load your ashes into nine shells and finish it literally, <sighs> literally with you. That is a great idea. Yeah, I'm gonna. I might put that in my will at this point. Except for they're gonna have to scatter my ashes pretty thin on 24 shells and not miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you may want to get them to load about six or eight more. Yeah, a couple bonus shells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and congrats on 40. That's yeah. You're close. I mean, you should be done in for you two, maybe three years. I would think you could do it. Yeah, so we decided on this trip because we did a two-week-long trip, and we've never done that before. Mm -hmm. But a couple of years ago, we decided, hey, we need to do two trips a year. We need to do an early trip and a late trip. And this year, the early trip and late trip got combined into one trip, two weeks. And it's, listen, it's... (laughs) It's not too much, but it's too much time to be away from home and from work. Yeah, that's how I figured with my schedule. I I work a lot better missing one or two days of work, having a four-day weekend, you know, something like that. Back to work for most of the week and doing a lot of little trips works a lot better with my schedule. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. Two, ten full days off. I mean, plus then when you get back to work, you just feel like you've been out of it, you know. Oh, yeah. So long. Yeah. That does make it tough, but yeah. what a trip, man. I mean, that that is a dream right there, just traveling the Northeast with your buddies for two weeks. I mean, can't beat that. No, it was, it was a lot of fun. Great time, something I will never, ever forget. And, you know, getting to experience that with, with people that you enjoy spending time with, doing something that you enjoy doing spending your time doing is priceless. Yeah, 100%. And just really glad you were able to join us for a while on that, and hopefully... Heck yeah, I'm hoping we can do some more trips together, because I had a blast. Yeah. I really did, and, you know, hopefully we can do some more like that, because it was a blast. I I know, it really was. And I got my big trip coming up, leaving Friday. Yeah. I'm taking a week off going iowa saturday sunday and monday morning wyoming tuesday wednesday and thursday and then montana friday saturday sunday or some combination like that right but hopefully three states in a week last year i got lucky and hit four states in my week but you know not counting on that again i got three and if things go well, I'll either drop over to Idaho or Colorado for a fourth state. But I would be thrilled to get three because yeah. that would put me over the halfway point. Yes, it would. That's right. So who's going on this trip with you? Thomas and Ryan. So Ryan, these are my brothers. Ryan Weddington is riding with me to Iowa and we're hunting Saturday and Sunday. Thomas has Mother's Day obligations. His daughter is getting dedicated. and He's a smart man. Right. Knows he needs to be there. Yeah. So he's going to drive up Sunday night and hunt Iowa Monday morning. And he's got Monday morning to get it done. Like we're leaving Iowa. So, because he's bringing horses. Him and Ryan really want to ride horses and turkey hunt. They asked me if I wanted to bring mine. I said, nope, I'm good. 
while y'all are fooling with the horses every night, I'll be sleeping really well. So <laughs> I'm not dealing with it, but they really want to do it. So they're bringing the horses. So with that, and they can't use them in Iowa because it's not legal. So really, yeah, you can't ride them on the place that we can hunt. Oh, okay. It's just that property. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just the property that they're going to be useless in Iowa. Basically. Gotcha. So they can't just sit in the trailer for days. So we're hunting Monday morning, try to get Thomas's bird. If, if Ryan and I have both killed and then we're off to Wyoming and when we get out there, my buddy Andrew LaCicero is going to fly in to Wyoming and hunt with us because I just don't want to be driving by myself to Montana and all over the place. You know, it's kind of nice to have a buddy system in the car. Mm-hmm. So he's going to fly into Wyoming and hunt Wyoming and Montana with us and then fly out uh, Saturday evening, I believe. So we got a plan. We'll see what happens. If I can get if out of the... The remainder of the season with this trip and Michigan, if I can kill in three states, I'll be thrilled because that'll put me over the halfway point. Yeah. So four would be awesome, but three would be really nice because that, that would feel good to be over the hump. Yeah. So this is your big trip. And then after this trip, you have just the final trip the end of the month? Yep. So I'm okay. home for a little while. Uh, I actually have a family trip to the Bahamas. I fly back from the Bahamas on Thursday night. I land in Memphis at 9.30. My car will be parked at the airport in Memphis with all my turkey hunting gear in it. I will land in Memphis, get in my car, and drive to Michigan and be hunting there by 8.30, 9 a.m. the next morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's going to be an intense push, but I'll be well rested after some beach time in the Bahamas. That's true. And you can get a nap on the airplane since you're not flying it yourself. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I, I think, you know, I'll be well rested. It's not like I'll be going on no sleep at that point. And I'm not, I've done the, that kind of drive before. And so I'm, I'm not concerned about it. But it's going to be fun time up in Michigan because I don't even know who all is going at this point, but we're going to have a group up there, it sounds like, and should be a fun time. Excellent. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be. A repeat state for me, but hey, poor, I, poor I, I had such a good time there last year that I will absolutely go back and do it again. It was a lot of fun. It was a really unique place to hunt. The right. bugs are insane. I can't wait. That, that's what I've been looking forward to is the bugs. Yeah, insane. So that'll be awesome. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's as good as you make it sound like. I'm going to be disappointed if we don't find turkeys, but I'm I pretty hope confident. It is too. <laughs> Do what? I said, I hope it is too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Well, one thing that I hear, and I don't know this to be a fact, but I can totally relate if it is true, is that most of the locals are through hunting by that point in the season because the bugs are so bad. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's punishment. The bugs are so bad as punishment, but yet I'm going back to do it again. I'm a glutton for punishment. Yep, me me too. If there's turkeys there, I don't care what it is. I'm in. Yeah, yes, indeed. Well, what do you say, you know, we've kind of given a recap of what's been going on with us, and then we've given our future plans for the remainder of this very short May that we have left. What do you say we also throw in some turkey soup? I mean, this is just going to be a hodgepodge episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could use, I don't know, what kind of soup do you prefer in May? Maybe a, a chowder? I'm not sure. Chowder? 
A chowder? A, a turkey soup chowder? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you have some some fresh turkey legs and thighs, and still make you a a soup. You know that it's still kind of cool in the evenings here in the Ooh. south. So I'm not speaking, saying it's not soup weather. Before we hop into turkey soup, speaking of legs and thighs, go check out my Instagram page, The Godfather 49, and watch the Instagram movie I just did on how I prepare my legs and thighs. It's I show you my favorite turkey recipe ever. We ate it the other night, and it reminded me just how amazing firecracker meatballs are. So just throwing that in there because you said that. I like it. Well, yeah. Tammy and I talked about making your meatball recipe, Dude. I think, just two nights ago. So, You will not. I don't think you'll regret that one. It's pretty dead gum good. Cool. Well, we're going to do it sooner rather than later, so that will be fun. Good. You should have plenty of meat to play with at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I've got all kinds of leg and thigh meat because a lot of the people that I hunt with don't keep the legs and thighs. And oh, I'm yeah. not throwing them away. Heck no. I asked the, you know, I'll have this audio for people. It was a nuts hunt, but a bow kill that happened on Sunday that I got to be a part of. And I, when he was leaving, I was like, hey, are you going to take those legs and thighs? You know, like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, just check. Because <laughs> I want them if you're not. That's right. That is right. Cool. You want to hop into a couple articles from around the turkey world that are happening right now? Maybe. Yeah. Just kind of share some news that we found. Yeah, so I've got, really I'm going to say it's more of a headline than anything because it's such a short little clip, but I thought it was pretty interesting. So we know that 2020 was the year of death for wild turkeys in many states, many states. Yes. Well, the first week of wild turkey hunting in Ohio is over done finished and there were over 8200 birds checked through sunday may the 2nd now last year in the year of death for wild turkeys hunters checked 8113 wild turkeys during that same week Hmm. so and what was was the the first figure again say it one more time the first figure is over 8200 in 2021 yeah and in 2020 8113 yeah, I, I think it's going to be even even more increased harvest this year. So nationwide, it's a short little clip, but it really makes me think. Was twenty twenty really an anomaly? No, I think as far it's as turkey is concerned. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's the new normal because, and I think it was an anomaly, but it had lasting effects. Yeah, it put way more people in the woods turkey hunting. And these days, you could not get any easier to learn how to turkey hunt. Go watch YouTube. Everybody tells every secret that's ever been had. Or you can listen to this podcast and learn some terrible information. But you can learn pretty easily without having to go find a mentor and hunt for 10 years before you figure things out. So those people went in the woods last year, had success. You know, now they're out there this year again and uh, literally everybody's traveling to kill turkeys too so it's not oh, just yeah. in state borders so it's i think people who used to only kill two birds in their home state every year are now killing eight birds because they're traveling to four new states so yep i think we're in a 
period of, of I bet the Ohio population has not increased, but hunter effort and harvest will go up. Yep. That's my estimation. Because that's what I saw here in Tennessee is turkey numbers massively declined, hunter effort, out-of-state effort, and people hunting weekdays all day, midday on a Wednesday all day. Pressure was so much higher all year, too. Like, you know, you expect that the first week, but <laughs> that's just how it's been. Well, and I promise you guys listening, I'm not going to get on the soapbox again. But our state conservation advisory boards, game and fish departments need to really keep a close eye on this. Yeah. Because they, this, yeah. this is going to beg for bag limits to be reduced. Hey, if organizations and everybody's been preaching for 20 years since I can remember all the hunting companies and industries we need more hunters we need more hunters we need more hunters if we sell more licenses we're going to have more turkeys all right we're there get ready for bag limit cuts seasons shortened because if you have way more people hunting way less turkeys you're gonna have to do something Mm -hmm. so that's my bottom line I, i personally think there's an equilibrium of hunter numbers needed for money and not over harvesting, and I think we've hit an overreach on our hunter numbers. So all, everybody that hears this quit hunting. I'm not going to, but y'all should. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of the turkey. That's right. Actually, <laughs> you should say it's for the children. Yeah, for your kids, and especially my kids and me, y'all should quit. Do it for the children. If you do it for the children... That's something that will that will catch on and and take hold. Yeah, but no, so. for real though, I do think we've hit a. We're gonna re- feel really stupid if we overhunt the turkeys this day and age. <laughs> I mean, you know, like we know that that's what happened to them the first round. We have technology and stuff to monitor them, and if we over harvest them again, I mean, we're gonna feel. I'm gonna feel really dumb for the human race at that point. Well, yeah, and. You know, the way some of these states manage the resource. History repeats itself. That's it what... is. It is a possibility. So what do you have next? I'm getting I'll off. I'll a positive I'm, route since you're just so depressing these days. Well, but I want, I want just to say I did really good not to get on my soapbox just then. You did. I didn't. All right. What do you have? I'm moving on. All right. Really cool to me. So this guy, let me find his name, Bob Dolgan. In Illinois, which I thought Illinois was pretty much covered up in turkeys from north to south, but he spotted the first turkey that has ever been seen in LeBaugh Woods hmm. in Illinois. And I thought that was pretty cool because it was in a cottonwood tree. It was apparently a big deal. They went over how, you know, this was on some bird watcher forum of this was the 240th species of bird that they found on this property, you know, all this other stuff. But I just thought it was neat that somebody spotted a turkey in a place where one has never been documented to have been seen. And I kind of didn't think there were places like that anymore. You know, I thought pretty much if a turkey could occupy an area, it had moved in there. But I thought that was pretty cool. So that's according to the Illinois DNR. They have a confirmed turkey sighting in the LeBall or Labag, I don't know how you say it, L-A-B-A-G-H, Woods. Labag or Labag? 
Don't look at me, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to you. I can't look at you. I can hit the video button here if you want me to. Nope. Anyway, Cook County, Illinois. I thought that was kind of cool. Turkey sighting in a place where one has never been documented. Cook County, is that where Chicago is? Maybe. I'm not sure. You should oogle that. Oogle? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to look up Labaw, Labage, Labogue Woods, <laughs> which is dead center of Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's well, not dead center. It's in the northern part of Chicago. There's like a little park in the city. I mean, there's like neighborhoods, so that's crazy. Hmm. Pretty cool. Turkeys are figuring out, man. They they know that the urban areas are safe. Yes, they do. Except for the last time we did turkey soup and the homeless guy killed Jeffrey or whatever that person's <laughs> name was. So they're not all safe. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. you have any good news for us? I do, actually. We were just talking about how we have more hunters and we have either the same or less turkeys to hunt but uncle sam is going to give us some more opportunities to hunt turkeys that may not have been hunted in the past so share too much information because i I won't turkeys that have not been hunted i won't but there are 2.1 million acres that are going to be opened for hunting and fishing Mm. across the country are they all in tennessee i hope by Uncle Sam. They're all right in West Tennessee, very near, well, I'll just say kind of right between Nashville and Memphis. Perfect. Judging by the density around here, 1.2 million acres. Oh, 2.1 million. Oh, 2.1? So in this portion of the state, we should harvest at least 15 birds off that. Oh, you'll harvest (laughs) about... 2.1 million turkeys off of that. One per acre. That's right. I like it. I like those odds. So cool, man. That's that's really exciting because that's been the thing I've been wanting to know. If we're going to increase licenses like this, they got to open more land. That's been the whole theory behind hunters increasing, saving the turkey, is that more effort will be put towards the turkey. So that's good to hear. I was... And, and I'm not making a political statement. I'm just telling you about me. I was a little surprised to see it, but according to the article, the Department of the Interior press release says that increasing access to public lands and waters is one of Biden's big things that he wants to do. And, you know, there were quite a few pieces of federal land that were open to hunting and fishing under the Trump administration. And this is just opening more. So it's giving more opportunities for us hunters to get out there. And now this is not opening 2.1 million acres for turkey hunting. This is opening 2.1 million acres for hunting and fishing, period. Yeah. But certain species on certain pieces of property. So turkeys may not be opened on on every single acre of that 2.1 million. It might be on 2,000 acres, but to have the opportunity to hunt turkeys on 2,000 acres that have never been hunted might be pretty cool. I'll take every acre possible because that can spread out the love of turkey hunting. Yeah. But you know, the Trump administration took some heat for opening up a lot of these federal lands 
to hunting. And so that's why I was kind of surprised to see the Biden administration open those up and say that, hey, it's we think it's important to open them up. I hope he keeps that mindset because yeah. that would be one thing I definitely can support no matter who it is. And I, <laughs> and I hope that, and I can't remember the organization. I had them on the show, but, you know, the big push, hey, I'm a public land owner. I oh, hope yeah. that, that has something to do with this. Hmm. With, with both administrations, but regardless, that was some good news. Yeah, I mean, we're all public landowners until they tell us we can't hunt it anymore, and we don't own it, but it is definitely a good thing. I hope that that keeps going. What do you have next? My next article, so I'm going to go with my negative article, in my opinion. I guess it's negative. It's a good conversation to have. In Tennessee, so this one hits near and dear to the heart, they have found 20 turkeys killed, breasted out, and dumped in a ditch or a creek in Rutherford County. Hmm. So they have found, they said the birds were allegedly found dead with their breasts removed. The TWRA is offering a $1,000 reward for any information on, well, this is for two turkeys that were dumped in Hardeman County that only had the beards removed. So that's a real scumbag. Oh, so if you find info on those two turkeys that were found, thousand bucks for that for any information, and then I'm sure they're giving you a pretty good bonus for any information to lead to the people that dumped these twenty turkeys in a ditch with just the breast removed. So I mean, it's possible they could have been legally all harvested, you know, um, big group of guys, and they all wore them out. I guess. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but it is still illegal to dump that many carcasses apparently on public land anywhere so <laughs> i don't really know what you're supposed to do with them but apparently they're still seeking it out i mean i think you'd pile 20 turkey carcasses in one creek ditch that's going to cause some investigating yeah no so, doubt. anyway that i thought that was interesting the two turkeys with just the beards removed that's just an absolute scumbag piece of trash person that's disgusting and i hope they get caught and get the entire book thrown at them because that that just really um that really does upset me that somebody would would do that i just can't believe there's people like that well that's someone who is probably not supposed to be hunting because they've had a license revoked or something along those lines and don't want to get caught with meat in the freezer a beard is pretty easy to find or to hide, I should say. What's yeah. that? I say either that or they're just a dang psychopath that likes to kill stuff just literally for sheer killing purposes. Well, if anyone listening to this show has any idea or even suspects that they may have seen something, someone doing something like that, please call the Game and Fish Department. Yeah, so that was Rutherford County for the 20 turkeys and... Hardeman County for the two turkeys. And so contact the TWRA, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. They're on social media, I believe, or you can, if you know something, you can text me and I can give you the game warden's number because I've been texting him. So I try to stay very close knit with the game warden at all times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously, if you do have any information on that, check it out. But sickening stuff hopefully those 20 were legally killed by a big group of guys or something and nothing to find there but you know if you do travel in a big group and kill that many turkeys it would probably be best to not 
dump them all in one location. I Would agree. You, don't you think? I mean, that's I just going to cause a lot of concern if somebody sees that. True. Because, I mean, if think of a hiker, you know, family is just going for a walk through the woods and they happen upon this pile of bloody turkey carcasses. Like, that's not good for the sport. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, I mean, for somebody just to be walking their dog down the street, or, hey, the dog drags up a carcass on the front porch today and tomorrow and the next day, and you start looking around and <laughs> you see them, them 20 of them piled up in a ditch, I mean, that's definitely not good. No, not in any way. But, anyway, if you have any info on anything like that, contact TWRA. What's your final article? The last one I have is this. More bad news. It's full of negativity, man. New Yorkers could find adult male wild turkeys. Hard to find. Mm-hmm. They could be scarce this season. Mm. Would you like to know why? Why are they scarce this season? Because they shot them all? The Department of Environmental Conservation says that last year turkey hunters took approximately 21,500 turkeys in the state during the spring season. That's an increase of, oh, around about 25% from 2019. It's a pretty big jump, 25%, and I'm assuming their their hatch did not increase 25%? Actually, they said they had a great hatch in 2020 and a very mild winter, which... Good, the next year will be good for them. I heard the same thing about Vermont, and it leads me to believe that it's also going to be true for New Hampshire and also going to be true for Massachusetts, that they probably had a mild winter as well. So 2021 turkey hunting in the Northeast should be pretty good. Well, this is 2021. 2022, I mean. 2022 in the Northeast should be pretty good, at least in New York. But the DEC is saying, hey, don't expect a lot this year. And Andy and Cameron from the Turkey Hunter podcast are saying, hey, don't shoot a lot of jakes this year in New York State. Yeah, take it easy on them because you're going to need them next year if what they're saying is true. So, yes, indeed. It's good to know. It's, It's good for them to publish things like that. So maybe the New York hunters will be like, hey, you know. If turkeys are struggling this year, maybe I should be, you know, a little more mindful about what I kill. Yeah. But we're not telling you not to do whatever you want to do. Just saying you might consider some things. Yeah. Well, my last article is in Virginia. This is pretty important if anybody is a Virginia listener. And I may actually comment on this myself, but they are seeking public comment on opening an entire refuge complex to fox, coyote, waterfowl, and turkey hunting. So the Potomac River National Wildlife Refuge Complex in Woodbridge and Southern Fairfax, Virginia, they're wanting the public to comment on this proposed hunt access program to see if they want to do it. So, you know, this will open turkey hunting on quite a bit of acreage on these refuges in Virginia. So if you live around those areas, you can call 703-490-4979, or you can mail 12638 Darby Brook Court, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22192, and give them your comments. The comment period is this year and next year. So you can 
Send in your comments. They said they want them by mid-June. It may be mid-June this year. I'm not sure when the comment period ends, but put in the subject line, Potomac River National Wildlife Refuge Opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the Elizabeth Hartwell, Mason Neck, Aquin Bay, and Featherstone Refuges would all be open to turkey hunting. So if I'm a Virginia guy and I'm living near there, I'm sending a letter every day. No doubt. It's just what we talked about with the federal lands being open. More opportunities for us. And we're finding that opportunities in the coming years, if we have more and more hunters, may be difficult to come by. So whatever we can do to help ourselves out next year and the year after, I think will be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of neat that they're looking for public opinion on it. In my mind, that means they're thinking, well, if nobody sends us anything, then we're not going to fool with it. But if we get a big, you know, cry for opening it to turkey hunting, then yeah, we'll do it. We'll go with it. So let's get them to open that up. Yes, indeed. Very good. Well, that pretty well wraps everything up, at least as far as articles go. Do you have anything that we haven't discussed this evening that you want to talk about briefly? Uh, you know, the Pythagorean theorem, in my mind, is a very complex idea, and I think we should probably spend a few hours discussing it. I think that we could, but we probably won't. Well, you know what's even cooler than the Pythagorean theorem would be Cajun market sausage. Now that's something I can talk about. <laughs> and that's... You like that lead-in? I mean, that was all correlated perfectly all, that's also something that i would probably rather just enjoy myself yes so as many of you know who have listened to the show before if you've made it to this point in the show somehow still awake from hearing andy and i talking we're now <laughs> going to tell you who is responsible for bringing you this show and that is the real cajun market and the owner's name is Cullen Lord of the Real Cajun Market, and he sponsors this show. So he is responsible for this unbelievable listening pleasure that you've gotten to take part of. And so what he's got, you can order, like, deluxe sausages. These things are huge, hand-prepared, fully cooked, ready to go. You just got to heat them up. And you can order them and have them delivered right to your doorstep. And so they show up in a kind of freezer box with ice and stuff inside there, like little ice packs, and then you're ready to rock. I mean, you can throw them in the microwave right then. You can freeze them. You can do whatever you want with them. They're great for travel, all kind of flavors. Cajun, andouille, you got the boudin, you got uh, rosemary, garlic. I mean, you got a pepper jack one. It, all kind of stuff. So contact Cullen Lord. He's got the Real Cajun Market on Facebook, and I believe he's on Instagram, but I think he's a lot more active on Facebook. And you can also just call his wife, Ann, which her number is... 678-471-1150. And I mentioned this, what, a couple of weeks ago when I was on the trip, and I want to do it. Let's do a giveaway. For everyone who sends us a copy of their receipt of their purchase with the real Cajun market, we're not putting a limit on the amount of the order. We're not going to put a constraint as to when you did order. 
because if you ordered in March or you ordered in April, then that's fantastic. Send us a copy of the receipt. We're going to put you in for the giveaway. I know that I've got a bunch of stuff set aside to give away, and we've done none of those this spring so far. So we're going to give something away. I don't know what it is yet. Let's carry this contest through the end of May, through May 31. Boom. And then the first Thursday in June, we're going to announce the winner. Now, next week, I'm going to let you guys know what it is that you're going to stand the chance of winning. But if you buy something from the Cajun Market and send a copy of the receipt to Cameron or to me, and you can email it to me, andy at iamturkeyhunting.com, or you can send it to Cameron via direct message on Instagram. The Godfather 49, G-O-B, Father 49. Again. Instagram message me, Cameron Weddington. Yeah, no limit on the amount of money you spend there. No limit on what you order. Send us a receipt. You're automatically entered in the contest. We're going to draw one winner to win some turkey hunting bootay. Woo! Well, we already have one entry, I know. Cody yes, Bakiuska, and I apologize if I butchered oh, your last you name. Butchered it. Bashuski. Sure. Bashuski. Are you serious? Is it Bashuski or Bashuska? Bashuska. Okay. Cody, Cody Bashuska. That's it. That's got to be it. Cody Bashuska. CLB9ER is his handle on Instagram. Go give him a follow. He's a listener, and he's entered in the contest because he's already sent me a receipt from the Real Cajun Market. Thank you for your support. Yes, indeed. And he spent a bunch of money. Yeah. We should make the contest be spend more money than Cody (laughs) with the Real Cajun Market. That's what the contest should be, but it's not. We're going to go with what we said. Yeah, let's just go with that. Thanks, Cody. Seriously, we do appreciate it. Yeah, and you guys who have ordered and who have mentioned to us that you've ordered and that you're enjoying what you got from them, thank you. Again, we're not excluding you, so send us a copy of your receipt. You're in. You're in. Let's do it. Wrap us up, man. I'm. It's, it's too late in turkey season to be up past nine. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.